0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. I am your host, Becca. I am, this is a first, I am podcasting from my car right now, <laughs> headphones with a mic set and all. I am just, I'm in, literally in a parking lot outside of a coffee shop um, where I was just working. And I was like, you know what? I could probably podcast in my car today. So I brought my equipment and I'm just waiting for the person in the, either car next to me to walk by and be like, what is happening inside of that car? I probably look like I have one of those like (laughs) early 2000s Bluetooth headsets, but on steroids. Anyway, so here to talk about the first trimester today, and maybe I will have Matt chime in in a a little audio clip that I'll add in, Um, but you know, I feel like he he doesn't really have much to much to share because he was not experiencing it. Um, But I will give him a little shout out before I dive into the difficulties of my first trimester because he truly steps up every time and fills in all the gaps while I am just really on the struggle bus from really, I mean, like handling and taking care of the kids, mostly putting all three of them to bed every single night, which is a feat in itself, especially after, you know, a long day with the kids. Um, And just, you know, cooking us dinner when he can and just, you know, all the ways that he steps up is just so appreciated. And hopefully maybe he'll actually listen to this episode, although I do tell him this in person. He he knows that I appreciate him. Um, But anyway, so we're going to talk about the first trimester in today's episode. So I'm going to give you like a recap of how it all went this time. Spoiler alert, it's been very similar to my other pregnancies. And if you followed along in prior seasons um, and prior pregnancies, then you already know that it is very difficult for me. I am usually very sick. Now, I don't throw up a ton. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes, but my main symptoms are, or my main like number one symptom is just unrelenting nausea. Um, also I feel like I should give a little caveat. Um, I'm going to be like super real with like what my symptoms are. Um, I feel like it can be a tough talking about. Well, okay. Here's the thing. The first trimester is weird for a few reasons talking about it um, or just experiencing it because most of the time people don't announce they're pregnant until like, you know, after 12 weeks or so. That's not always the case. Some people do announce earlier. Um, and, you know, maybe some people tell some people earlier or, you know, whatever. But uh, I feel like when you are in the first trimester, if you're not super public about the fact that you're pregnant, you end up feeling very alone in these symptoms because you you might be trying to literally like cover them up and play them off um, or, you know, so... but. But another thing is when people are finally announcing they're pregnant, usually they're through the worst of it. So it's kind of like behind them. It's not like t- a top of mind conversation. And if you've had, if you've been pregnant and you've had babies, you know that nature is crazy and you literally forget, like you literally forget how hard it is. Um, and it's just, you know, you look back with like rose colored glasses like, oh yeah, that was tough. I would do it again though. <laughs> um. So I feel like it's tough in that regard because a lot of the times people just aren't talking about the first trimester. I've had so many people either in my DMs or like friends of mine in real life come to me and be like, I literally had no idea it was hard. And I'm like, have you heard me talk about like any of my other pregnancies? Like I've told you it's really hard, but it's, it's, you almost don't really understand it fully. Like even if someone does tell you about it, you don't really understand it till you're in it. Um, The other thing that's, I feel like a little difficult, um, is, you know, I don't want to come across as I, as if I am like complaining about how hard pregnancy is. Like I am going to share you, share with you the difficulties of it because, I know when I'm going through tough things, like when I hear other people talk about how tough it is and they're going through similar things, it makes me feel not alone and it makes me feel a lot better. Um, Not that I want to like, you know, commiserate with everyone, but I do think it's important to share our like real raw experiences. And the reason, you know, you might shy away from that is because, you know, I know, and I'm like, I know that there's so many women. I have several of them that are dear friends of mine in real life that are struggling to, to conceive and to get pregnant and to have a healthy pregnancy and and to have babies, you know? And, and I, um, I know that that can be, if, or I mean, I, I have not been in that situation, but I can only imagine that if you're in that situation, hearing someone like, you know, moan and complain about how hard pregnancy is, is probably not what you want to hear, right? Like you don't, you don't really want to listen to that because you would give anything to be in that position. So, um, it's just kind of a weird thing to talk about, but I did Want to give it to you straight and give it to you real and like really share with you my um, physical symptoms, like the mental stuff I was going through, because it can be—it's not for every woman, every woman, but it can be extremely difficult, and it always has been for me. So, um, so let's start from the beginning. Around week five was when my nausea started, and as I said, my nausea is the biggest and most difficult symptom that I face. It is. 24 seven. My only escape from it is when I am asleep. So literally like the moment my eyeballs open in the morning, like a wave of nausea hits me before I even get out of bed. It is the craziest thing. And there's nothing you can do to make it go away. There are things you can do to feel like you can survive a little better, like making sure you're eating lots of protein, small meals instead of like small meals and snacks instead of big meals. Um, you know, like drinking bubbly things like seltzer water can settle your stomach. Ginger, like there's there's all these different things um, that can help. But in my case, there's, there's no cure-all. It's literally just you have to get, you just have to get through it. You just have to get through each day. Um, and it feels like If you have ever consumed alcohol in your life, and if there's ever been times where you've consumed it to excess, and you had a horrific hangover the next day, that is how I would describe how I feel. It feels like a terrible hangover every day, the kind where you are so nauseous, all you want to do is lay on the couch, you're like vowing you'll never touch alcohol again, because that's how miserable you feel, all you want to do is lay down, you just want to eat crap food, nothing really satisfies you, you never really feel full, but... Like it's just, it's just a, it's not a, it's not a fun place. And to do that day in and day out with no relief um, is physically draining, but it also really can affect your mental health too. Um, and I'll talk about that more too. But so super, super duper nauseous. It started in week five lightly, um, which was earlier than I remembered it. I feel like it always starts in week six, but actually when I looked back at like my symptom list for my pregnancy with Beau, it also started week five. So it started earlier with him too. And it's so mild. Like it's just there. I notice it, but like I can almost ignore it. That's how like light it is. And then week six, it picked up to where I was still like, I remember that week, like getting up and getting ready. I was still filming videos. Like I was, I was doing my daily routine, Um, I was able to keep up with normal life, but I was feeling really um, not great, but it wasn't like, it it wasn't really like affecting my performance, let's say. It was just like, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I just got to push through. Um, And then week seven hits and this is usually, or hit, and this is usually where it gets really tough for me. So week seven to nine were the hardest by far. I want to say I barely got off the couch or the bed. Like I was pretty much debilitated, uh, to put it like, just to be real. Um, just with, with the nausea, it's just, it's really, really tough. Um, I also have like a super bad taste in my mouth all the time and the spitting, oh my God, so much spitting. I don't know. I can't remember if pregnancy makes you make more saliva. If that's a thing, I can't remember. Um, that might be a thing, but also I feel like when you're not like when you're nauseous and your body thinks it's going to throw up, I feel like you like produce more saliva, you know? So it's just constant, like saliva pooling in your mouth and you have a bad taste in your mouth and you just feel like you're gonna throw up and it's just so gross so I'm just spitting all the time like it's nasty like spitting in the sink getting up every 10 minutes to spit in the sink if we're if I was like outside getting some fresh air with the kids I'm like spitting in the grass like I'm just spitting all the time um so that's lovely and (laughs) adorable um but anyway, so I did start taking um, Unisom and B6, I want to say like around week seven. Um, I took it with, I did not take anything with my first pregnancy because I was like so defiant and determined to like only do natural methods. And then in my second pregnancy, I wised up. I also had a toddler and was like, yeah, I'll, I'll literally accept any help. <laughs> like even if it's something over the counter, I don't care. Um, and it stopped, um, it stopped my throwing up in that pregnancy. Like I started throwing up and started taking the Unisom and B6 and I stopped throwing up, but I still felt really sick. Um, and then with Bo's pregnancy, I was nursing. No, yes. With Bo's pregnancy, I was still nursing Hadley. I got pregnant when I was seven months old and my milk supply pretty much hung in there like enough until the end. So I nursed her all through that first trimester and you can't take it if you're nursing. So, that was tough. Still looking back, I have literally no idea how I got through that. I don't know if all the oxytocin from all the nursing like buoyed me through. I have no clue, but just look at, like looking back, I'm like how on earth did I not take it? Um and then this time, I was like I'm not messing around. As soon as I started to feel really sick, I started taking it and I do think it kept me from throwing up. I have not thrown up once this pregnancy. I did throw up I think maybe like th- two or three times with Bo, not that bad. Um, I threw up way more with Hayden. I threw up like, you know, I was throwing up like a, a few times a week, I think. Um, Anyway, so I started taking Unisom and B6. I started off with half a Unisom and I think it's 25 milligrams of B6. Um, And then I ended up, it like, it wasn't, it was not helping. I actually think this time around may have actually been the toughest, but I don't know if it was like actually like worse than other times or if it's just that there's like more kids in the mix and it just feels harder um or if and I'll talk about this in a later episode but I do kind of feel like this is my last pregnancy and I'm going to like dedicate a whole episode to kind of later to t- kind of talking through those thoughts um but I don't know if it's because I was like I'm like actually never doing this again so it like in my mind I was like it just it seemed harder I don't know so either way I ended up upping my Unisom and I take a whole Unisom at night, which is like more than I've ever, more than I took in Hadley's. I always did the half. Uh, But that seemed to help. It just helps me be a little bit more functional. Um, Not that I was really any, any part of me was functional in week seven to nine, but it did help me to like just survive basically. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so I took the Unisom, hold on, I'm pulling up my symptom notes here. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through. So that's, that's the bulk of like what I feel. It's just like super hungover. Um, not even that tired. Like I really, I feel like i had the, I've had the most energy this pregnancy, which is funny because I have the most kids I've ever had while pregnant. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I am busier and I don't really have, have like the, like the, um, What's the word? The luxury of being like super tired. I have taken some naps for sure, but I feel like I really wasn't that tired. Um, I was just really sick, um, so I would sleep as much as possible. As I'm saying, I wasn't I wasn't tired, but because it was the only escape. Like if I had an opportunity to nap, I was gonna take it because it meant I wasn't gonna feel sick, and then I would like go to bed early because you know again it was my only escape. It was my only like relief from it. Um, so did start wearing my compression stockings or stocking. I just wear one on my right leg because that's the one that is like lit up with varicose veins. It is actually, it's gotten worse than every pregnancy. And man, they are something else. <laughs> like they are not cute. Uh, and they're, they're really honestly like just freaky looking. I don't like to look at them. Matt absolutely hates them. He thinks they're disgusting and I don't blame them because they are, they're really gross. But, um, so I started wearing the compression stocking. This is definitely the earliest I've ever worn it. I don't remember exactly what week I started, but I feel like in other pregnancies, I didn't start until maybe the second trimester. Um, because right off the bat, the veins, they just, they were, they were popping. And they just started to feel achy, so I just started wearing it. Um, And the one that I wear is like a thigh-high one, and I really don't mind it. I mean, it is like, you know, it's kind of annoying, but I think I'm just so used to wearing it that I hardly even notice it. Um, I can link like the exact ones that I buy on Amazon because I actually get that question way more often than you would think like of all the questions people are always like what's that impression stocking you wear can you send me the link which is just kind of funny just feel like a grandma over here but um but yeah so I I wear that every day and it's it hardly even bothers me honestly it's it's more uncomfortable to not wear it and be like on your feet and just like feel your veins like filling up it's just a very strange sensation um and then they can even like ache so I'm happy to wear the stocking honestly um Also on Lovenox again, so I was on Lovenox in my last pregnancy the whole way through, plus um, like a month and a half postpartum. Um, If you're new around here, after my second baby, my daughter Hadley, I had a pretty like severe DVT that spanned my entire left leg, um, like hip down to my ankle basically. So I was hospitalized for that when she was like 11 days old. It was a whole thing. And then I was on Lovinox, which is a blood thinning medication. Um, It's unfortunately injections. It's not a pill. Um, And they're like daily injections. I was on that for a few months and then um, like basically to heal the DBT. And then after um, I gave or uh, sorry, after uh, or once I was pregnant again, that's what I was trying to say um, I had to go on them the whole pregnancy plus a little bit postpartum. So doing the exact same thing again. So basically, like right after I got a positive pregnancy test, I called my hematologist and let him know he scheduled an appointment for me the next week. And I think I was st- I was like like four weeks pregnant when I started on them. So doing those daily. Um they're still not fun I still don't like them um, but they're honestly like at this point I've done them hundreds of times so it's just like not it's just not that big of a deal it's like two minutes out of my day they hurt every time and th- that stuff burns but it's like literally two minutes and it's done so it's just I feel like it's even less of an ordeal this time around it's just kind of comes with the territory now it feels like um let's see cravings I had always hot sauce and eggs, every pregnancy, hot sauce and eggs. I want to eat every day, like fried eggs with cheese, with hot sauce on top and like layer them on like a crispy piece of toast. Oh, so good. Truly could eat that all day, every day. Um, and then once I was not as sick, I would do, I like to do like same thing, but instead of toast, I'll do, um, I mean, I might have toast some days, but I would prefer to eat like, I do like half an avocado covered in everything bagel seasoning. It's so good. Um, but any kind of tangy foods. So like, uh, I mean, spicy, obviously, but then tangy, meaning like pickles and, um, sauerkraut. And I went through like a big Calmada olive phase where I was like buying them from Wegmans, like in like the containers and just like literally probably like four separate times a day, just like popping a few olives, just like that salty, like, like zingy kind of taste. Also craving steak. Big time. I've been craving a filet. Still haven't gotten one. We need to go out on like a nice date, Matt and I. Um, Our anniversary is actually coming up. So maybe we'll finally get to do it. But I've been craving a filet. Like I want to go to a steakhouse and I want to eat a filet. And that just sounds so good to me. Um, So maybe it's a boy. I don't know. I feel like they say when you crave meat, it's uh, meat. And also the other craving is beer, which I don't really have anymore. Um, But in my first trimester, beer sounded so good. To me, which obviously you can't drink beer, but they actually make some bomb non alcoholic beer nowadays. Like it has really stepped up. Like I remember, you know, like when my sister first got pregnant, her son is like six. I remember she was like, I guess I'll have an Odul's. Like, ew. But it's just, I mean, the horizons have really broadened when it comes to non-alcoholic beers these days. And I'll tell you my favorite one that I've tried, because they're not all that good, but there's one called, I think it's called Athletic Brewing Co. or like Athletic Beer Co. Um, So good. Literally tastes like an actual beer. Like it does not taste weird. I had them when I was down the beach because I was in my first trimester through the summer and my mom actually like tried one and was like what this is non-alcoholic and then I was like yeah I was like I'll leave the other ones here she's like I'd love to have a beer with lunch but you know I don't also like don't want to drink a beer at lunchtime because then it's you know I don't really need a beer in the middle of the day but she was like I love like the taste um some days and like on the weekend or something and so I was like "We'll just have those and then you're like it's no alcohol it's not going to make you sleepy or anything or drowsy and so she was she was happy about that but um anyway so Those are some of the cravings I've had. Um, I did have an ultrasound at 11 weeks. um, And that was always... Or that is always a very exciting, exciting day as long as everything goes well. Uh, There's also a very anxiety inducing day for me because my second pregnancy was a missed miscarriage. And I did not know until I went to the ultrasound. Um, I had like nothing tipped me off that anything was wrong. I was super sick per usual and went to the ultrasound and found out that there was no longer a heartbeat, um, that our baby had stopped growing like a week and a half before that. So that was obviously devastating. Um, and so now every time I go for that it's only been two times since then, but the two times since then I've gone for that ultrasound, it is like a very nerve wracking experience. And I honestly don't have, um, like a lot of people ask me, like, how do I cope with like pregnancy after, you know, pregnancy after loss. Um, and honestly, like I, I, I don't, I just, I don't really think about it too much. Like, um it's not something that I'm feeling anxiety and stress over every day because I just like choose to trust that you know whatever's going to happen is in God's plan and there's just like literally nothing I can do other than try my best to take care of myself. Um so I just don't really think about it that much, but that day it's impossible not to think about and I do feel extremely nervous, but luckily everything was fine. It was like the dating scan, so we found out I was like right at 11 weeks, which is what I thought. Um, Also week 11, um, week 10, things started to turn around a little bit. Um, I still felt super sick, but it wasn't quite as debilitating. And then week 11, I was actually able to stomach coffee again, which is huge because just that I, I hardly drink any caffeine, like so little caffeine. Um, because I just feel so much better when I don't drink a lot of caffeine, but I do like, I just, I do like a little bit first thing in the morning. Cause it just kind of like turns my brain on. Um, it helps me like fully wake up and it just like sets me on like the path to like take on my day. Um, and when I don't have that in the morning, it's just, you're you just kind of like lumbering along. So once I was able to stomach coffee and it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a lot, I would drink like maybe half a cup, um, but just that half a cup really helped me to like kind of get going and get moving and just feel a little, a little bit more like myself, um, And that's kind of something I also I want to talk about is you know, feeling like myself or not feeling like myself really and kind of like the mental um the mental side of all of this because like I said earlier, to feel sick day in and day out, to feel like you can't do anything, to feel like you are just like truly debilitated, to feel like you're like dropping the ball on everything, it is really difficult. Like it is not an easy place to be, mind wise. Like you just it's You feel terrible physically and then you just kind of feel terrible mentally. And especially in the beginning, like at week seven, when it was really hitting and I was like, there is, it feels like there's no end in sight. Like there is weeks and weeks ahead of this. I was honestly feeling very like trapped by the pregnancy and like overwhelmed by what was to come and like whether or not I could handle it. Like I just remember this feeling of feeling trapped and like telling Matt, like, I just feel trapped. I feel like there's, there's literally nothing I can do to get out of this. I cannot control it. And that's a hard place to be. Um, and also like felt a little depressed, like in the first trimester, because again, you're just kind of like loafing around, you feel terrible. You're not able to do all the things that like bring you joy. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just, it's really tough. Um, luckily for me, it's always been short lived. It's only in reality, it's like a few weeks out of my life that I feel that way, but it's, it's, it's really difficult, um, and can be very overwhelming. It's always very worth it. I mean, obviously I continue (laughs) to put myself in this position and I would do it over again if I had to, but, um, it is, it is not easy. That is, that is for sure. Um, I did feel a few tiny little like flutters in the first trimester, um, like feeling the baby move so slightly, but to the point where, I mean, I know what it feels like to feel a baby move. So it's easy for me to pick up on it. Um, But I actually did find out that my placenta is in the front this time, um, which I have come to kind of despise because I can't really feel the baby move. Um, and normally by this point, by the time as I'm recording this, I'm, I think I'm 17 weeks. Um, and I feel like by this point I'm feeling a lot more and it's just, it's so comforting when you can feel the baby move and like, you know, that they're like in there and they're alive and they're thriving. Um, but that's just not been, that's not been the thing this time around. So I'm really hoping like after the 20 week mark, things start to pick up because, um, anyway, so so anyway, last things I wanted to say um, were just kind of talking about the things that I missed doing during my first trimester. Um, I really missed my morning routine because before then I was getting up at like 5, 530 every day. I would have at least an hour of alone time before any of the kids were up. I was going for walks in the morning and like listening to audiobooks. I would get up and work. I would just be productive and like be pouring into myself like that whole first hour of the day. Um, and that alone time is like really, really crucial for me. Um, cause I am an introvert. Like I need that time. Um, with before I'm like needed by all of, you know, my kids and job and everything. So, um, really missed that big time in my life. Um, I miss cooking like dinner for my family. There was literally no cooking. I think I maybe cooked dinner. uh, Like I could probably count on one hand the amount of times. Um, I just missed being on top of things like, you know, keeping the house tight somewhat tidy um staying on top of my laundry routine which is really big for me like everything just fell behind um I missed just like playing with my kids like again I was just like pretty debilitated like I couldn't really play with them and hang out with them I couldn't even really read them books because I was so sick and would get out of breath that like I could barely read books they would bring me books I'd be like if you bring me like a really short one like literally like a baby board book I can read it to you but like otherwise like I would read chapter books to my oldest. Like she will sit there and let you read to her all day. Uh, still can't do that <laughs> at this point in pregnancy. I don't know if I'll be able to to handle that at all through this pregnancy. Just feeling like I can't breathe ever. But um so just miss playing with my kids, miss reading to them. Um and it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to like put all of that on hold, especially when they're the things that really like fill up your cup. Um and then you're just, you know, you're you still have somewhat, you know, or t- in some cases for some women, it might be the complete full extent. Like I have so much help for my husband, which is amazing. My job is, you know, I make the hours and no, do I like taking off time off work? No, I don't because it's what provides for our family. But, um, you know, it's not like I have uh, a job that I have to commute to and a, and a boss that's expecting me. So, um, so that is like an incredible blessing in itself. But to some extent, you still have responsibilities. You still have to pitch in and take care of the kids. Um, and it's not like I was like just chilling, watching Netflix for like two months. Like I was still very much in it, but just doing it from the couch (laughs) basically. Um, so yeah, so that's my first trimester. Um, I am through it now. I am on the other side. Hallelujah. I made it through once again. Um, and it was difficult and it stretched me as a person as it does every time. Um, but it's one of those things that it it is so worth it. And every day I think about, and I dream about the moment that our sweet baby is just going to like pop onto my chest and I'll actually be able to like, look at their face and see what they look like and see them open their little eyes and look at their little hands and all of that. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's all for that moment. And for the, um, for the, the joy and the blessing of raising another child and adding to your family, like it's, it's all, It's all worth it. It's just tough when you're in it. It really is. And if you're going through it right now, I feel for you. I'm sending you my love. It is not easy, but you will get through it and you will feel like yourself again. I promise. Um, I promise that, but it might just take a little bit of time to get there. So if you're in it, just know that I know what you're going through and I know that you will also make it through at the same time. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, In the next episode, we will get to um, talking about more of like just like the little weeks of pregnancy and all the stuff that's happening in our lives as we're moving through this next pregnancy journey. Um, But that is all I have for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will chat with you in the next one.